Hey, I'm Chris Sharp, and we're here with another episode of Disney Minus. Uh, special guest this week is Polly Malash, and uh, we decided to watch The Emperor's New Groove. So here we go. Okay, so we just finished The Emperor's New Groove. It came out in 2000. Um, it made a, it had a budget of $100 million and made $169 million. Uh, not that successful. So the general plot, basically, of The Emperor's New Groove, if you've ever seen it, is, is that basically... Emperor Cusco is a total asshole, and he fires his second-in-command, who turns him into a llama as revenge. She was trying to kill him, but he ends up as a llama. And then he has to kind of deal with being a shitty person and a llama. And he has a friend, Pacha, who he kind of fucked over earlier, but they like get a bond, and um, they end up being cool by the end. So... It's not Disney's best, and uh, we're here to t- we're here to talk about it. So, uh, Polly, what can't you let go? Um, I can't, I really can't let go of that like, just how f- it was pretty bad, man. It was it was not great. Okay, I don't think it was. It's okay. It, it it's this is coming. Cheesy. Like I, I looking back on it, I always had like way more fond memories of it. Yeah. Like, you know, with the nostalgia kind of thing. Like I had a lot of nostalgia watching it, but it was just not not. From what not what I remembered. I think being, you know? I like, I remember a lot of like animated movies when I go back and rewatch these. All the ones we've done so far on this pod, I've been like, oh, this has aged really well. Mm-hmm. And then we do this one, and this is the first one in this pod series where I've been disappointed. I I was like, uh, oh, this this isn't as good like Paul said as I remember it. Yeah, um, for what I can't let go, I had um, how did how did she get the job as advisor in the first place? Yeah, I don't know. I think like it, they kind of mentioned the, the the concept of like her raising Cusco. So I'm assuming like she was maybe just like a distant family me- like family member or something, kind of like advisor in like a this like hierarchy of people, and they just. I think she just got she weaseled her way into some power. And, yeah, like, his parents had to power, just his, power hungry. And, his parents had to have died when he was super young sure. because he's like. Cusco's got to be like early he said 18. They said 18 when at his funeral service. He said yeah. He's he was, fucking 18. Yeah. And he's basically, that means his parents died in their forties. No wonder he's a fucking asshole. He's got abandonment issues for sure. Also, yeah. maybe she was like, maybe she killed them. I mean, she's obviously not afraid Ooh. to murder. Yeah, for sure. I don't know what else I had. I had also Cusco, like, especially in the beginning, he's a total murderer. Like, he literally throws that old guy out the window oh, in the yeah. first, like, five minutes. That would just kill. He just didn't oh, give yeah, a shit. For sure. Yeah, like, thank God there was that little banner that just, like, caught him and wrapped him up. And then Pacha, you know, got him down. I know. It's like... And then the... Uh, the One of the things that I just really can't get off my mind is... So he fires her right at the beginning. And then they're still together at dinner. Like, she doesn't leave. They go through the whole, like, song and dance of, like, you're fired. And then she's at dinner. He's like, no hard feelings. Why is she not kicked out of the palace immediately? Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't think he just told. Yeah, don't think he told anyone else about it, and then it just ended up just obviously backfiring for for Cusco. I mean, maybe it's supposed to show that he like only has like one person that's like fucking there with him. Yeah, and they're like, oh well, Isma. Even after he fires her, he's still like one last dinner. Still attached. Yeah, you know, still attached to like a person that is that like has raised him. From childhood and everything. So, do you think Isma's a good Disney villain? I think so. I think it's like pretty typical, just like old evil woman. Like, I think that was like, yeah, just pretty typical of Disney to throw it. Yeah, 
I just like wasn't. She's just like so over the top, and it's the voice actress for her is cool. Um, I can't remember. We said she was in some. We were talking about her during the movie, yeah, of like movie. what she was in, and uh, she's been in other stuff. We in other animated features, and I think she does an all right job. But in terms of like the Disney villain hierarchy, I feel like she's not like super high up. No, pretty low. I I would say. And like I mean, Kronk is like obviously like I think we both are on the position that like Kronk. He's like the he's the lifeblood of this movie. He's oh, like what you sure. look away. You're like, I loved Kronk. Yeah, for sure. And I think I think looking back, that's like definitely what I loved about it as a kid because like Kronk was just so goofy and like also randomly just like a savant at cooking, which yeah. I never like really picked up. <laughs> yeah, the which end was hilarious. Well, the like, the final straw that gets him to turn on Isma is literally like I don't even like your like spinach things, and he's yeah. like, fuck you. Like I take my cooking so seriously. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, everything about Kronk is great. Like the voice actor who does Kronk is, it's just an iconic voice in like pop cult, like American pop culture. Yeah. He's also Joe and family guy. Shout yeah, out. Yeah. I think Kronk's just good. I think him with the squirrel is like my favorite stuff. Yeah, when he's like, he's like, can you squeak? Squeaky. <laughs> I get a huge kick. I get a huge kick out of that. And where he's like, basically telling Yzma like fuck off. Like the squirrel wants to get away. And he's like, Oh yeah. And then at the very end, you get like the payoff of like now Yzma's the cat. And he cronks like leading these little like woodland scouts things. <laughs> yeah, like Boy Scout. I just don't get how also um this is kinda like my last thought of like things I can't let go. So Pacha is either the dumbest son of a bitch alive or genuinely the nicest person that's ever that, existed. That's exactly what I was thinking too, because I'm like Pacha just like so with undying loyalty just would always try to save Cusco. He gets no fucked matter, yeah. over three times. I know. Well, yeah, and that's just like the big stuff. Like, Cusco's just generally an asshole to him, like, throughout the movie. Two thirds of the movie, yeah. Cusco's a complete asshole. Yeah, just the worst character. <laughs> yeah, he's a total. There's nothing redeemable about Cusco, and he's basically like, hey, I'm going to destroy your village. And then, like, we still, Pacha still comes back, and he's yeah. like, fine, I'll help you. You're a llama, I'll get you there. And then Cusco basically tells him, like, I lied. And he's still like, I'm going to save you. Then then Cusco doubled down after the diner. And he's like, no, I, I don't believe you. You're just trying to fuck me over. After yeah. Pacha proved himself like time in and time again. Exactly. And then Pacha's still like, they're in the field of llamas being like, I'm your boy. Like, yeah. I yeah. do not understand. That, that was such a random ass scene. I totally forgot about that. It was just like. He's in yeah. a field of llamas? How the fuck do you find Cusco? Yeah, just a classic like. Deus Ex Machina, just to, like, get it to, like, work out in the end. It was like, eh, whatever. I think Disney was... So, in, like, my half-ass internet research... Shout out to The Ringer for me ripping that off. But, like, in my half-ass internet research, I saw that this took, like, a long fucking time for them to make. Like, they had... It had originally been, like, a super serious story, and they, like... That's fascinating. It's been 10 years of them fucking with it, and then eventually we get to the point where Disney's, like, oh, it's going to be, like, buddy comedy, really, like... like super goofy, super... Yeah. Because there's nothing, it's by it's there's nothing serious about this movie, and I also find it ironic that they just don't give a shit. Because at certain points, I think the directors had to for sure know how fucking stupid this was. Because oh yeah, there's the scene where at the very end they go, "How'd you beat us here?" And they're like, "Yeah, it doesn't make any sense." Yeah, they were just kind of doubling down on this plot makes no sense. Yeah, exactly. We don't care. Yeah, like. Obviously, yeah, just the main point of the movie wasn't to make sense. It was to just drive home a point of, like, don't be a selfish dick, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say, what's your what's your theme? You got a theme of the movie? Theme of the movie. I, I just say, like, yeah, don't be a selfish asshole. And 
if you do have a friend that is like so undyingly loyal to you that will do nice things for you and stuff like that, stick with them because they're they're the person, you know, they're the, they're the dude or girl. Yeah, or women. This or podcast does not discriminate. Here, <laughs> here. So for biggest what if, I had, what does Yzma's kingdom look like? Pretend we're super, because they basically introduced you to the fact that Cusco's a terrible leader. He's a total asshole. But then when you see Yzma being in charge, she's also a terrible leader. So there's no, well, Yzma be better. So is Yzma's kingdom just status quo? It might be. Yeah, just like pretty prototypical, prototypical like kingdom with the queen. Because she was fucking terrible. She was so mean to those people. Yeah. But he's so shitty too. And they don't, they don't really wrap that up. They're just like, oh, he's a friend now. Yeah. They just like paint some of the signs like over Cusco or like they paint Yzma symbol over like Cusco symbol a couple of times. And then it just like that whole plot just totally ends. Yeah. I want to know what, I want to know what. I want to know if there's like a fucking socialist revolution underneath this undercurrent of like these tyrannical leaders. Yeah, like Pacha and like just gangs up like a militia. You know, <laughs> that's just, like, that should have been the fucking straight to DVD government. sequel. Yeah, yeah, it should have been. It's just Pacha goes. The working man will no longer be a servant <laughs> to this capitalist pigs. Yes. Yeah. Disney just just double down on how liberal it is and just be like, fuck it. Socialism (laughs) all the way. This is like our classic, like capitalist pigs manifesto. Yeah. Yeah. I I totally agree. Yeah. I, uh, I think, I think Yzma's queendom would look just a lot like maybe not like Nazi Germany, but like maybe a little bit lighter. Yeah, maybe, without the maybe, without the genocide, maybe like Mussolini's Italy. Yeah, know? for sure. Yeah, I think yeah. I think she's just your classic like tyrannical leader. Um, I can't even think of the guy that was um, in the Philippines. Um, he was like just spent a shit ton of his own money. The current president of the Philippines. That's like I don't killing know. gay people or stuff. I yeah, know. I don't. Whatever who that guy is, I watched some like Netflix thing about him, and he was terrible, and he used a lot of his own money to like finance movies, but then was also just like stealing money from the people. And, uh, it w- I feel like she'd be a lot like that where yeah. the people would probably be indifferent cause life would suck, but it wouldn't be like terrible, but she'd be yeah. profiting extremely off like whatever sure. the people are doing. For sure. And that's a bummer because these people in, I think we, I think we settled on as the Inca empire, Inca empire in Peru. Yeah. There was a long uh, discussion during the movie ones, of, yeah. of world history of what the fuck empire is this, but it has to yeah. be the Indies. Cause yeah, they're for the sure. In, yeah. They're in they South have, like, America. Llamas and stuff. And like llamas, I don't think are really in Mexico. We were going back and forth on like Aztec or. Yeah. There's no way they're in Mexico. The Inca, yeah. So I think they're Incas. Incas. Incas for sure. And I just feel bad for the Inca people. I think was my big takeaway was they're getting shafted because basically the resolution of the movie being that, okay, now I just have like a normal friend and I built my summer house somewhere else. I don't know. I feel like I've seen the straight to DVD sequel. It's uh, so we can just, we can just, we can go right into that. It's a natural flow right there. Yeah. We'll just hop into it. Um, so the, there is a straight to DVD sequel bringing that back. It's called Cusco's new groove. And I tried to read the Wikipedia page. I'm not going to fucking bother reading it right now because the plot is incoherent. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 0%. Oh, my God. <laughs> and everything I read about it was basically like, why did you do this? This is terrible. Like, please, God, never again. Yeah. Like, I think they obviously probably got the same feedback that we're giving of, like, Cusco is the best. And they're like, okay, we'll make $50 million just being like, here's a 
Cusco solo movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because the way the straight to DVD sequel plot looked like to me was, is that Cusco or not Cusco Kronk becomes more self-aware that oh I'm just a bad guy henchman and tries to be like the good guy, and he gets really into trying to better himself, but he's also being drugged back to like the whole Isma is using him thing. Mm. And he's running the little squirrel thing. I think they really go into that and his little troops that he runs. I, it just looks just terrible, and the reviews were not good. So I do not rec- I don't recommend checking out any straight to DVD Disney sequels ever. <laughs> but this one, especially, but especially, especially this one was it looked fucking terrible. Yeah. Did you have any other what ifs? Not no, not really. Okay, because that was the only one. There wasn't. I mean, the problem with this movie being that. It's so fast. It's an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, it flies by. For it sure. flies by. So there's not a lot of there's not a lot of area. And some of the other ones we've been able to do, we've been like, oh, like if this plot point hadn't happened. Yeah. And this one's basically all the plot points are so fucking random in the first place. That yeah, it, it kind of just like like you could do a what if, but like your what if is just like infinite. You yeah, have infinite many choices to make. And I think we can get into that and like the <laughs> especially like in rewrite. I feel like I'll have a lot to talk about there, For sure. and that's yeah. where I'll like. I'd rather get into it and rewrite than yeah. biggest what if. Okay, we'll, so we'll hold that, yeah. so yeah, so casting couch. Um, who do you want to be live action Cusco? Because I don't want fucking David Spade. I know that. David, no. Sometimes we've been some of the like Moana. We're like we'll just run it back. Yeah. This sure. one for sure not running it back. <laughs> so, <laughs> who's your Who's your Cusco? I I'm doing Sacha Baron Cohen. You know, I, I say we get like. Let's just keep whitewashing the cast. It's a good take. No, yeah, I mean, but he, he's a little bit darker, so like it, it makes it, it makes a little bit more sense than David Spade. Like short, he's already doubled down. Shazamberry Cohen's been Borat before, so he's already doubled yeah. down on like doing brown face. Exactly. So it's like let's just keep it going, and uh, he's also just hilarious. I think they can make it easily make it like R-rated and just like have Cusco just be the biggest dick ever. Like just, it could be the dictator. Have, like, it, it could be the that's, dictator. That's exactly the character I was thinking. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, he literally just has to play the dictator, but with like an Incan, yeah, or like a South American accent. Like, yeah, it's just time. I had for mine. I thought Michael Pena would be really good because he's funny, and I think and he's he, actually Hispanic. Yeah, he's actually yeah. Hispanic. <laughs> Basically, all mine were kind of doubling down on what's not whitewash this cast because this one especially we'll get yeah. more in this in woke or broke but i think they just whitewashed the shit out of it oh, obviously sure. i also had um and now the, this is this is gonna be a little interesting but young antonio banderas Ooh. because i think he could kind of play like the asshole yeah because like he's never really played he's probably never same no. with same with Michael Pena. Like, he's always like, They've never the played nice yet. guy. Like, yeah. But in The Mask of Zorro, shout out to our Zorro fans out there. Yes, yes, At yes, the yes. beginning of Mask of Zorro, he kind of plays like this asshole kinda almost. Dizzy, yeah, he's kind of selfish, yeah. dissy asshole. At the beginning of that movie, before like Anthony Hopkins, care, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins Zorro, like, That's takes hilarious. him over. Also. So I was a white person, and I don't get me started on this, the <laughs> whitewashing, the actual Zorro. Yeah. But. Um, I think Antonio Banderas is like young. I think he could do like that satirical because then you could sure. keep it like yours is R rated. I'm keeping it like PG. And I think yeah, his like okay. Puss in Boots character, I yeah. imagine it's just like, oh yeah, we did Puss in Boots, but he's Cusco now. Yeah. Who's the, who's the actor that does like Machete? Oh, um, uh, the Machete actor. I know yeah. he's, like, he's, he's just Machete. Yeah. Just, he's just like, you're, yeah. He'd like, have to be like the bad guy. He could be the antagonist. We could substitute yeah. him for. But I, I was thinking like if he could do somehow like do. Like maybe him when he was like twenty years old, 
you know. But I think he's the he's gotta be the bad. I think he could be like a Kronk. I feel like he's your heavy. Okay. Okay. He's our he's our Kronk. Okay. I don't know if he's got the comedic chops. Relief that. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't have the comedic chops, but for um. For Isma, if we're just doubling down on like this is a white voice cast, <laughs> if any part all the Parks and Rex fans out there, just the chick that plays Ethel Beavers, let's just double down on like Isma being this old like bitter person yes, and just like raunchy and just like, yeah yeah just because Ethel Beavers is perfect yeah, for exactly. that exactly. That's the only person I could think of really when I was like, who's Isma? I was yeah. trying to think of like skinny old bitter. Yeah, and I was like. I've seen so many like different movies like if, like like Gret or uh, Bad Grandpa and yeah. stuff like that. Like if you just get some kind of just character, like one of those old ladies that's been in like some comedy films and stuff. Yeah. Like you, it's like they're a dime a dozen. You know, they'll yeah. do anything. I feel like you could get like you get like a younger comedic actress and just put like makeup on, and that obviously like just jumps your yeah. jumps your ability. I think you could do like. If like I said, precursor, we're still just whitewashing her cast. It's like <laughs> you just get like Kristen Wiig or like oh, someone from sure. SNL, just yeah. to be like, hey, or who, the actual Hispanic woman that is on SNL right now, whose name I can't think of. That I'm gonna get called out for not I, knowing. I have not seen SNL in a in a bit. So there's a Hispanic woman on SNL, and I'm sure I'm gonna hear about this later. But like, <laughs> I want her because she could do it. Okay. Okay. And uh, so we need to have a word from our sponsors quick uh, just to keep the lights on. So here's a word from our sponsor. Tired of slaving away in the South American heat? Come on down to Kustopia, your favorite retired emperor's new water park located at the top of a giant hill. And okay, so this one doesn't have songs. And instead of doing like best song, I was going to comment, do we wish there were songs? Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, it had, like, the intro and the outro songs, which were just, like, kind of, like, jazzy, kind of just, like, whatever. They, they, I mean, there weren't anything special. Yeah. You know? You could, like, tap your foot to them, but it's not. They were doing the whole, like, jazz. Because the intro and outro song are basically the exact same, like, exactly. soul track. Yeah. And uh, I think I think if they're part of the reason we don't like it, and, like, America apparently didn't like it as much, is because of the lack of music. We're so used to like, okay. we're so used Disney to music, Disney movies, music. Yeah. It moves forward the plot. It also fills in a lot of stuff for sure. Like I, I could totally see like Kronk having like a couple songs in there about for sure. Like how he feels like kind of like, you know, we need, a, we below, need an Yzma. Yzma yeah. We need an Yzma villain song. Oh, for sure. That'd be fantastic. Like Kuzco just like, gassing himself up like, yeah that'd be yeah we need a Cusco gassing himself up we need a Cusco sad song i think you yeah. have four songs Kronk gets one Cusco gets two and isma has your villain song i think pacha also gets like one or i think I he think could pacha be a he could one. like duet he yeah. can happen on a duet. okay okay i think he's a part of Cusco's i'm not an asshole anymore song yeah, for sure. you just throw in pacha like a reviving kind of yeah because yeah. you know john goodman can probably I, I trust john goodman yeah he can probably sing great yeah great voice actor for sure. yeah he's yeah. he he kills it and yeah. i just think our problem with this movie somewhat other other than the plot sucked <laughs> was we're just so used to especially we came out of the 90s like the disney renaissance era yeah and we were so used to every movie has it minimum four songs exactly it's like yeah hercules little mermaid any, any anything disney princess and even mulan you know, when we did the mulan, mulan pod we has, three yeah and we were actually isn't that many yeah exactly yeah. the comment on the after we watched mulan mm. where we were saying that does not have that many songs like there's gigantic gaps where when you watch the lion king it's kind of like every 10 or 15 minutes, For like, sure. here's your song. Come out. Yeah. 
and it fills in the plot and especially it's like all a great soundtrack. Yeah, it, yeah, it's money. So I, For sure. I, I'm interested to know why Disney. I, maybe David Spade just. I I just don't think David. I'm not a fan of David Spade's voice acting performance. Yeah. So I think I can't also imagine him being a part of like the soundtrack. Yeah, I think you'd have to get someone else to like that has like a similar voice to David Spade to sing that that can actually sing. Yeah. But I I couldn't even begin to guess who that would be. Yeah, and I think because a lot of like Disney's movie soundtracks, they'll plug someone in, but a lot of the time. The voice actors just sing like Dwayne the Rock Johnson fucking sang in yeah, Moana. And he, he killed he it. Crushed it. Yeah, yeah, he crushed it. So you can be not a singer and still do it. It's yeah. just I don't think David Spade. I, I'm sure David Spade just absolutely mailed this one in for a paycheck. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I feel like he didn't give two shits. Yeah, I and, mean, with a hundred million dollar bet like budget, and they had like John Goodman and David Spade in there, it's like they're definitely t- they're definitely sucking up some of that, a decent portion of that budget. Yeah, and I think the David Spade thing, the David Spade era of Hollywood had come and gone. Like, this isn't post-Tommy Boy. This is like six years. Chris Farley's gone. This is 2000. I think he does Joe Dirt a little after this, which is, I mean, I think that has an audience for some people in (laughs) Mississippi, but not listeners to this pod. And I, I just, I can't figure out why they decided to latch on to David Spade. Yeah, a lot of. A lot of better people out there to do the job. I don't know. Yeah, you could have got someone that was actually Hispanic. Um, <laughs> for best adult jokes, I think there was. I, you you go first. I, okay. I don't wanna, you yeah. you I, had a couple comments. I, I picked out a I picked out a couple. So I think like, the, in general, Kronk is just like Yzma's pool boy that she fucks all the time. Yeah, that's, that's like, like super heavily implied that well, because Cusco basically says verbatim like, "Oh, there's a new one." Yeah. So she kind of uses them and yeah. then abuses them and then tosses exactly. them. And then like once they get smart, then they just leave. So I'm or age out of the job. Or yeah, they're not young enough for. It. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I think that's like, I think that's objectively just like pretty funny. I don't know. Like they, they just snuck that in there. A the bit. pants tent thing was hilarious. Yes, and the pants tent thing like, um, Isma so- and Kronk are camping out in the woods when they're trying to hunt down Cusco, and. <laughs> they're sleeping and like Yzma has like this big elaborate tent that she's sleeping in and then uh all Kronk has is this little tiny tent over his uh dick area and it's and he's just pelvic pelvic he, area pelvic area sorry whatever <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's just hilarious because that's just like you know just your classic like ah yeah pants tent yeah I just I didn't Slash I did not morning wood like waking up with a boner kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like, I had no. I I was my eyes were not drawn to that. And Paul turns to me and he's like, "Oh, he's got a pants tent." And I was like, "Okay, that's objectively hilarious." Yeah. Could have put it. Could have put the tent over any part of any other part of his body, but of course they know, put they, it over his midsection or yes. I guess his pelvic area. Yes, his pelvic area, not his dick area, his pelvic area. <laughs> I was fascinated by because that's I like I said the entire Thomas movie is very. We don't give two shits. Super we're, goofy, super just. We're just cheesy. mailing this in, yeah, yeah. And this is a bad. I think this begins like a bad era of Disney movies where Pixar is just kicking the shit out of them For sure. from 2000 yeah. to like 2010. Yeah. Once Tangled comes out, I think Disney's like, okay, like we found our formula again. Definitely. But for 10 years, it's just <laughs> Pixar's world, and we're just living in it. Yeah, Pixar I, DreamWorks definitely kill it. I think that. And DreamWorks. Yeah, yeah shout out yeah. DreamWorks. I think the pink slip, when Yzma gets fired, someone's writing her up a pink slip. I got a huge kick out of that. I also got a huge kick out of uh, Kronk's Little Devil 
and like good Kronk, Angel, and Devil Angel on his shoulder. Because that's just like it's if you haven't seen Animal House, that's just recycling like an Animal yeah, House gag, sure. which is hilarious. So I really enjoyed that. And Kronk uh, or some of the disses about how gross like Isma's looks are. Oh yeah, are really funny. I, I like. It, the the best one was probably like when Yzma was like about to show like the dagger that was like yeah she starts her pulling up her dress and yeah. she's like wait till you see this and then <laughs> yeah and then Pacha and Cusco just like flinch away because she shows like a little bit of thigh and they're like oh my god I really liked at the very beginning when she's kind of first introduced like her and Cusco's dynamics are established. Someone goes, or Cusco goes, proof that dinosaurs once existed. Oh, yeah, that was a funny. It's, that was, it's the it's narrator. Disc, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I really enjoyed that. Um, so do we think this movie is woke or broke? I think it's, I think this is like the easiest broke. Oh, for sure. This is, okay, so. <laughs> let's, we can, so poorly. It hasn't aged yeah. great. So in one of the opening scenes, Cusco's picking out his new wife, <laughs> and he just is basically dissing every one of them. Just like straight up objectifying every Ob- single female bet there. you have a good personality uh, just yeah. just cranking out the disses yeah and i that's in the first five minutes yeah and i was like immediately like okay get the we've already talked about it's an all voice all white voice cast for the most part which yeah. is not not great in modern yeah, day yeah. it hasn't aged super well but then you get to some of the content of like Cusco being like this rich dick yeah. And his just, like, objectification of, like... For sure. Women was tough. Yeah, and just selecting a wife out of a row of them. Um, but but I also I, I also think that that's, like, just a great way to show how big of a dick he is. You know, I thought I thought that that was, like, okay, pretty classic way to just be, like, okay, this guy sucks. Yeah, this guy's a total asshole. Yeah. Look at what he's doing. Yeah. And I think we also have to keep in mind for Woke or Broke that, I mean, this is... Incan Empire, I guess I'm not a world history expert, but like 500 AD probably, yeah, give or take. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's pretty early, and uh, I think this the white void cast just some uh, David Spade's performance I think hasn't aged super well. I and they didn't have a love interest, which I don't really care. I don't think you need a love interest for a Disney movie, yeah. Especially, well, I guess that yeah, that that is one thing that I guess like I can appreciate is like because it was like. A male was like the lead character, and usually in Disney movies, they have like some kind of like princess or whatever, yeah, you know, that they're going after. But this was just very, and even if they don't, even if there is like a Beauty and the Beast thing, which I guess is also about a female, but there's also the male character. I think in those, they also you always have the love interest, and they double down on like this is a buddy comedy, we're Mm -hmm. keeping it a buddy comedy, yeah, we're not gonna because I think. And I guess this, let's just hop right into rewrite because I think this is what I wrote was does a love interest soften Cusco's assholeness and make the turn like you just add 30 minutes. The movie's so short. Yeah. At 30 minutes, create like a female protagonist who helps him because the flip of his personality doesn't make sense other than, OK, yeah. this guy saved his life three times. He kind of owes him. I yeah, think it hits sure. a lot harder if he is a female like lower income character kind of dragging kind him of like that tugging world. him into the yeah. right direction. I think like, if I rewrote, there'd be a female love interest. Yeah. Or like Cusco falls in love with like another pretty llama or something. I yeah. Was, that's all right. Like the llama that was towing back Pacha's stuff 
yeah. and Cusco. I think they could play off like the He can communicate the llamas. Yes. He falls yes. in love with the llamas. He, he ends wants up to stay a llama for her. Yeah. I think I think that would be like a fairly gives good up his kingdom alternative plotline. Okay, I, I yeah. that's uh, that's a good rewrite. So, I like that a lot. So, yeah. we basically get cuz then you, he doesn't get the kingdom back. Nope. He gives he, up he gives, it gives up it up. His kingdom. Yeah. And then at the end happy. and then Pacha gets to become king because he's the one who Ooh. actually deserves it yeah. because he's a village leader, yeah. has already shown leadership oh, that's super skills. That's true, yeah. So, Bring a little like representation, a little democracy yeah. into ancient Incan empires. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to give it back to people. I come from a working class area. We basically birth a democracy in yeah. ancient Inca because he's, he's not going to be... keep a, he's not going to keep like a dictatorship going. He's going to be like, oh, I'm going to do two four-year terms and then I'm outie. Yeah. That would be a woke-ass rewrite. That's, I think that's how if you do a live action version, which I, I guess I haven't seen anyone like knocking the door <laughs> down for live action Emperor's New Groove. Absolutely not. But that would work because if you're listening, Disney, we'll write it. But that because that works. It, it that solves work. all your problems. It does work. Really we'll get well. the right cast. Oh, we'll, yeah. we'll kill it. Yeah, it'd be great. People pull on the heartstrings. That's that's just probably the best rewrite we've ever done, and the most like half-assed just discovering it right. while doing yeah. it. I didn't even that. really think about that during the film, but like, I would just, it just rolled out the tongue. Nice. So, <laughs> and that's how we're going to transition to it. We got to end on a high point before we get into the next ad. So here's another ad. Pacha's ponchos here to keep your pants tent nice and warm. Okay. So we already did straight to DVD sequel. So let's just go to our, so your least favorite and your, or best and least favorite voice actors. So mine, I do not like David Spade as Cusco. I am not. I wrote David Spade is the worst for yeah. this. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, wouldn't be my choice. I don't even know who my choice would be, but obviously in two thousand, I have no idea who my choice would yeah. be. But if you're gonna go whitewash, I don't. I'm David Spade's not on my short yeah. list. I think like super like similar kind of actor, but like I think Adam Sandler. If you're going to whitewash it. We might as well just stay with that yeah, same SNL cast. Exactly. Same, yeah, just stick with the same kind of people. Because I think Adam Sandler would probably do a better voice acting job. Is there anybody else you didn't like other than David Spade? Um, uh, no. I think everyone was fine. There's really not that many voice actors in it. Yeah, There's you basically like, have like five. It's like a handful. Yeah, yeah you have like a short list of characters. Yeah. I really liked... Kronk. I mean, yeah, Kronk kills uh, yeah. it. And so does John Goodman as Pacha. For I sure. mean... He, this is kind of, he does this and then um, Monsters, Inc., which we've already done on this pod. Um, check it out. He's already done, he did those in a two-year period. And those are both good characters for him. Obviously, for Sully sure. is more, yep. like, a is robust. alive. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's more in the zeitgeist yeah, yeah. than Pacha is. <clears throat> but I think this lays the foundation for sweet, lovable John Goodman voice actor. For sure. Yeah. I think you don't get him in Monsters Inc. if this doesn't exist. Yeah, I totally agree. I think John met yeah, John Goodman definitely has the perfect voice for voice acting and just yeah, has a great performance. I really like Plays Yzma. The nice guy really well. Yeah, he's the perfect like yeah. big jolly nice guy. I really liked Isma as well because that voice does sound like bitter oh, yeah. old lady. Just like evil kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the way her voice was and even the only thing I think they did good with like the voice actors was is I really like the way her voice sounds when she changes to like a cat, how they change oh, her voice, yeah. but kind of keep her voice yeah, the they, same. Yeah. They just like, you know, they, they turn, tweak it. Yeah. They just pitch it up a little bit. Yeah. Cause I really, 
I thought it was really funny, and I was like, oh, that still sounds like Yzma as a cat. Yes, yeah. I was like, like, they kept, like, the weird little rasp kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I can't yeah, do, like, an Yzma impersonation. Yeah, not even going to try, but... Yeah, because God knows her voice is... It's, like, the perfect, like, dry old lady. She's kind bitter. Of witch. Yeah, yeah, she <laughs> sounds like a witch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> legit just a witch. Um, like you said, there's not a lot of voice actors to break down in this. I think, for the most part, other than David Spade, I'd be fine with, like playing it back for the most part but Kronk I think is your breakout yeah definitely. which this is I think he wasn't the voice actor I don't even know what his name is but the voice actor that does Kronk I'm sure he wasn't he's not really known at this point probably not so I think that probably gets him like the family guy gig at least probably he, yeah like when did when did family guy even start like, like 2004 2005 oh, it was later okay so a few yeah, years later probably. I think that probably like gets him in like the voice acting world because sure. he's he's the best so, part of his movie oh yeah Super iconic voice, just in general. Like I've heard him, I've heard that voice like just on commercials and yeah. just like everything else, you know. Yeah, he's like so. the perfect voice actor. I, uh, I think for final thoughts, I just have a few, I guess. So, I, what's up with the guards being painted like that? Yeah, they're just they're painted like, from head to toe in like a blue red split. Yeah, I don't know. Might just be something like the the designers just wanted to go with, and like they're like we think ancient incan guards looked like this and like, i was like what the fuck is going on so you <laughs> like, show up to work every day you paint yourself from head to fucking toe yeah and then you go home shower and you're like oh honey did we just yeah. did we have a day the yeah. emperor got murdered at 18 yeah there was a eulogy i got to, and then they get turned into fucking octopuses oh, and yeah. all those and then, animals <laughs> and then the like the one scene where like they dive down like that little spiral toil bowl thing to like go catch Cusco. They all die for sure. Yeah, they all die. They're like, we only, or what the, the, the one the, one the guy goes, um, well, come on, we're all gonna die sometime, gentlemen, and yeah, they just and dive they down the hole and die. literally die. Yeah, I don't know. There's a little, yeah, the guard stuff was just like strange to me because yeah. they didn't they have all just like cookie cutter, all look the same as well. Yeah, exactly. It was weird, and I also think we didn't really talk about the Pacha's family at all, and whether. Uh, are, are they necessary to the storyline? I don't even know. I think I think they're there mostly just to say like, oh, Pacha's like a family. You know, he's like a family man. Like, yeah, you have to can, you have to make him as likable as possible. Exactly. With it has to be like the most like yin and yang of like Cusco's an asshole. Yeah, he's Pacha's, Pacha's like got per- perfect dad. And yeah, because like, yeah. his kids are there for comic relief. I mean, when they kick um, Isma out of the house, and they're yeah. like, kids, you know what to do, and they're immediately yeah. like. 40 feet down the hill yeah, and just it like, yeah. logistically makes no sense at all. For sure. And uh, I think the wife's, I think the wife's voice though, if you're going for like sweet, that voice actress that does the wife is not it. If you're going for Pacha is a sweet man with a sweet wife, they're a sweet family. I do not think her, I think her voice is too sarcastic and like smarmy. For whatever they were, going I don't know. For. I, I think she's. I think she's just kind of a strong woman kind of character. Like she was just kicking ass. She had two kids. Was taking care of the house alone while Pacha was like taking Cusco back. Had, was pregnant, and, yeah, and me, I think yeah. I think it just make like she's like a seasoned veteran of women. You know. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I think you can be. I think you be both. I think you can make her strong, but like sweet. I don't think she has the sweet side. Okay. I think she just sounds. Her voice just sounds so. Eh. And everything about her, like, <laughs> the way they draw her and the way her voice sounds do not coexist. Yeah, they draw her to be, like, 
I mean, classic Disney, but she, I mean, she's like a pretty sexy, like, yeah, they double down on like, she's pregnant, trail. so we're not yeah. weird, but they try yeah. to make her more, <laughs> they try to make her as sexual as they possibly can For while sure. also having her be pregnant. Like, yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> not much more to say than that. I guess I don't there know. isn't a lot more to say than that. <laughs> That's uh, it's funny just how we kind of talk about this, but this ushers in like a terrible era of Disney movies where they just are not really sure what they're doing. And this movie bombs basically at the box office. It makes like 60 million for them, yeah, which hard, hardly any profit compared to everything else that they do. Yeah. Compare from little mermaid to, you know, Mulan, they're making at least 200 million every movie. Yeah. Do you know like the other budgets of the movies? Like, off the top um, of the yeah, they're a little, though this one is budgeted lower, which oh, okay. I think shows, but I think, the most expensive one we've done is Tangled, okay. but that was also like because of and the fairly recently. Too, yeah, so. that that also went to their animation styles. I think the most like expensive one that we've done from the '90s was Mulan. Okay, I think that was around like two fifty. So they spent one hundred fifty million. So they're trying to cut costs. Yeah, for sure. Well, as I said earlier in my research, they were just so tired of this fucking movie, like. <laughs> kicking around and having to rewrite yeah, i think for like 10 years yeah or whatever. it started in like 1992 or something is yeah. when the script happened and it went through a bunch of rewrites that i think their their plan was we just need to get some money out of this yeah let's just like, release it so much time on it yeah they, they somehow still couldn't make it good for whatever yeah reason. i think that's our that's my final takeaway is is it's a movie when you're a kid i think it's easier to watch and be kind of drawn into the half-assed plot and it's kind of funny and it's animation definitely is pretty good i think yeah. like for you know disney it's i think it's like, very much made for kids sl- like sl- little attention spans yes yes just like scenes are like 30 seconds 30 seconds tops yeah like, those scenes are really short yeah, and then it's clip along the whole movie the whole movie is only an hour and 20 minutes or whatever and then yeah I think it's perfect for, yeah, just little short attention spans. Because I think they did a s- series, too, on Disney Channel. Right? Yeah, I think yeah, they did, like, a Kronk so series. Yeah. And so, I mean, they they definitely squeezed out every penny they could. But I not not our favorite one we've done. But, you know, you got you to gotta go through the trash, too, to appreciate the gold. There you go. Do you have anything else? You Any other thoughts you had written down? Um, nothing. No, no. I don't think I'm good. That's why he's the best co-host in the game, guys. So, uh, yeah, next week we'll be back and hopefully do something else. you have anything you want to shout out to the people, Paul? Anything you got to plug? Uh, no, just uh, keep washing your hands, I guess. Yeah, Corona. We're still going on. If you catch this like six months later, hopefully <laughs> this isn't a problem anymore. So that's all we got. So uh, we'll see you next week, hopefully with a better movie. Peace out.